0: I'm in a bit of an area in life right now where I think a lot of people can relate from what I've been hearing. About the only way I know to describe it is it's a bit of a a funk. You feel like you're stuck in a rut. And I wish I knew what was causing it. It's, it's It's a bit of a weird feeling. You go to work and you come home and... You try to keep up with uh, normal everyday tasks at home as well as at work. And then you're, when I say you're, I'm referring to my own situation. So then my evening is consumed up until about 10 or 11 o'clock at least, at which point it is then time to drop into bed and try to get a few hours sleep so that we can get up and do the whole thing all over again. The weekend comes around, and Saturday is the day to either try to catch up on the larger projects at home, or you spend that day doing something special with family. Going somewhere, uh, going to the state park, sometimes here we'll, we'll run up to Bass Pro Shops in Morgantown, spend the day uh, running around Morgantown, um, you might go camping on a weekend, something like that, because those are, those are very important things as well. It's one of the things I always appreciate about uh, the way that mom uh, did with me and my brother. She always made time to take us on those kind of things, camping trips, just, just things to get out and be together as a family. So you got Saturday, and you either do that, get out with the family, or you catch up on some projects. Or if you've had an especially rough week, uh, you kick back a little bit. Then comes Sunday, it's off to church, then you sit and you visit with the family. It's usually a very restful day. Then Monday hits, and you're right back in the same grind. And I'm not saying anything profound here. I know that everybody feels this at some point or another. But man, sometimes you start to feel like you're in the hamster wheel, where it's like, oh, man. I need to break this up a little bit. And again, it's not that you dislike your job or, or that you're unhappy with your personal life. It's not that at all. It's just sometimes the routine becomes too much of a routine. You know what I mean? And I, I've been mentioning this to a couple different people bringing it up in conversation. One of my customers at work, he said, yeah, I feel the same way. But he said, I know a lot of other people that feel that way too. I was talking about with some of my family just recently. They said the same thing. They said that they've noticed other people saying the same things. I wonder what that is. Is there something to it or is it just the, you know, people feel certain ways and once we go through it, then we begin to think that everyone else is going through it. It's like when you get a, a red pickup like or just any car, but in my case, a red Chevy pickup. All of a sudden, you notice all the other red Chevy pickups on the road. So I wonder if that's um, a little bit of what's going on here too. But yeah, I tell you, it's, um, it is, it's something. And in that, my creativity <laughs> is, is not what I would like for it to be. Even when it comes to the podcast, when it comes to recording music, playing music, writing songs, whatever stuff that I love with passion. Almost feels like uh, you you can't really come up with with good ideas or you don't know what to say or you don't know know what to write or you just feel like you don't have the time to sit down and and try it. And again, I don't think that this is anything specific to me or special to me. Not at all. I think it's just a phase that uh, you go through. I think there just are there are seasons to life since the, since the doc told me I had ADHD. I started doing more study about it, looking into it, different ways to, to manage it. And um, one guy was, was talking about something. This has stuck with me. He said, you have to embrace the fact that uh, almost like a, um, and how, how could I describe this? Kind of like the what goes up must come down type of thing. If you have a real big high, be prepared that you're not always going to stay on that real big high. It will come back down and you may hit a low point because that's just the way it goes. And he said, just embrace that, recognize it for what it is, then uh, kind of plan accordingly. Where if you have one good day, and I don't think he was even, I don't think this necessarily it's just to be applied to, to um, people with ADHD. But if you have a very good, very productive day, you have a win, be on the lookout that maybe tomorrow might not be like that. It might not be like that. It'll balance out. Now, he wasn't saying necessarily to, to be afraid of that, but just be ready for it. Plan accordingly and in a way embrace it. So I think that that's a, a lot of these things. You have... You have times, I I think back over the past couple months to there were certain time periods where I felt like I had uh, my brain just just moving so quick and spitting out so much information that I could hardly keep up with. I couldn't get it written down in time. I couldn't write the song lyrics fast enough or or, uh, write in my podcast notes. I keep a, a list of things for upcoming episodes almost like I couldn't keep up with what was coming to me. And so then you have that balancing out to where you kind of go the other direction for a little bit, and you ride that. (sighs) Life's a strange thing. (laughs) Very strange thing. A bit of a different note, different subject, I guess. A while back, I drove past a CHM church in my general area and they had a sign that they were going to be in revival and as you all know the conversations that many of us have had together uh, that i've talked about the rest of us on the podcast have talked about many times uh, about all the the abuse that happens of course then i become privy to information that's not necessarily public and uh, i sit and, and think about that stuff a lot and of course, it gets under your skin, but that's to be expected. But as I looked on that church sign, I recognized the name. And it was, it was someone that I had heard preach many different times when I was younger. But recently, this is a name that, um, that had been brought to my attention because of allegations that this preacher covered up some things in the past. I'm trying to be vague here because I don't want anyone to, to draw any kind of connections I don't normally have a lot of contact with CHM people anymore. My mother in law and father in law are, are, are still CHM, but uh, how, how do I say this? They are very level headed. <laughs> and I sit and have religious conversations with them a lot about this kind of thing. They're very understanding, they're uh, very open minded. So as far as a mainline, hardcore CHM person, I really don't interact with them. I don't have connections with them anymore. And uh, so I don't come across the preachers a lot, uh, the different evangelists. But when I saw this name on this church sign, and I recognized the name as one that I had been alerted about, that really bugged me. Because now that it, it was uh, one of them that I knew about that was now in my general area. And for some reason, that got under my skin. And I sat and thought about it and thought about it. I even talked with, uh, with the victim about this situation. And they gave me their blessing to, uh, to say something if I felt that it was warranted. And you know, I, I sat and thought and thought and thought about it. Drafted a letter to give to, uh, to, give to the pastor. Because this this person, these things that were uh, uh, allegedly done have not, there's been no justice. And so I I thought about it for for a long time. I drafted the letter. And then as I tend to do a lot, I sat on it until the time was passed. The revival was over and the preacher had left town. And the other day, I was talking to a a coworker of mine. And uh, this person does not have any background in the CHM at all. And I gave them the vague story and and told them that this was still on my mind. And they said something to me. They said, if, and and, and let me back up for a minute. I had also mentioned that I was considering still trying to do my part to to bring it to the attention of uh, that local pastor. Because I'm quite certain that this evangelist will be back in this area. He has uh, tendencies to frequent this general area, and uh, this coworker of mine told me. They said, "Phil, if you don't say something, I would uh, say that you are just as bad as they are." And th- those are harsh words. I know that that uh, that could be debated, but it was something I'd already been thinking about, and had kind of already told myself in some regard. Why am I keeping silent about it whenever I've been uh, uh, been told by the victim to say something, if I so desired to warn the, uh, the pastor or congregation about the situation? And um, I, I, I started thinking, and I still think, if I, in a situation like that, where I really have no repercussions to come against me except that it might be an uncomfortable conversation. If I don't say something, would that make me just as bad as the ones that I yell about for not saying something, for, for not exposing uh, an issue that, that they found out about? Would that make me the same? Ultimately, I don't know. But it does make me wonder. It does make me wonder. So I'm quite certain that I may have to revisit this and uh, I may have to have a, a conversation with, uh, with someone, if for no other reason than to be able to lay my head on my pillow at night. So I don't know. Um, I know I've not given you all enough details to, to uh, really be able to, to sort it out, but I would be curious as to your thoughts on it curious as to if you were in a situation like this, how would you handle it? What would you do? All right, that's going to do it for me tonight. I love you. The good Lord loves you. and I'll see you next time.